Praise God. It's a tremendous blessing and honor and joy to be together. <clears throat> and I definitely missed you all a lot. <laughs> um, there was one day that Kate and I uh, were at Knoxville Lowe's and we bumped into Junior and Maddie and it was just like, oh, yeah, like, what can we do? Like, we thought of having church there, but then, well, I don't know. I guess we got, we chickened out. But um, it was amazing to um, here and there see different ones of you. But I, last Sunday I thought about it. There were certain people that I hadn't, did not get to see for, I don't know, maybe almost two months. But it's a blessing here this morning. Um, thank you, worship team, for the worship this morning. Last song about the redeeming God that we serve, the redeeming God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, I just love the chorus. You redeem. You restore what's been stolen from me. And I think most of us got to hear the powerful testimony of Colin and Doris last week. And just when I think about what has been restored and what has been redeemed in their story and in their lives, it is exciting. And I'm excited to see in my own life what God is continuing to restore and redeem and give back things that were rightfully mine, things that are part of me living in God's kingdom. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to continue to walk with each one of you as that ever unfolding story of redemption and restoration comes into each one of our lives. I think I mentioned, maybe made a little comment. Um, it's amazing how easy it is to feel like a tremendous person or man of faith when things are going good, you know, and it's like, yeah. I got strong faith in God. But then it's also amazing to me how when there's a few storms, when there's a bunch of craziness, like the last couple months, not calling the whole virus crazy, just saying there's been a lot of unsettling things, and sometimes you didn't know what truth was. And sometimes it's easy to realize, you know what, I'm not quite as big of a giant in faith as I thought I was. But those things are good for us because just like any trial of our faith, um, it was faith in us, and we, we get to grow, and we get to learn. And so I'm excited about that. Um, I know in my own life there's been times when I thought, you know, kind of a little like Caleb, I kind of had everything together. You know, no, I'm just going to harass you. Um, but then there's other times when I'm like, wow, I really, you know, I got a lot of, a lot of situations, a lot of problems that I don't have the answers for. But we serve a big God who does lead us and who does guide us and direct us. Um, this morning, I would just like to uh, jump into God's Word and share um, on the subject that's just something that's very near to my heart. Um, we're going to look, uh, for our opening text, we're going to look in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 4. Um, it's definitely going to be along the themes of what God is doing um, if I would give it a title, I would call it Complete Deliverance, and that's something that I believe is, uh, 
you could say complete, it's like, okay, if something's complete, if I completed a craft or completed building something, I'm totally done. But I believe the completing in each one of our lives, um, it's an ongoing thing. And yes, his desire is for us to be completely free and completely delivered from anything that hinders us. But sometimes we don't see that in our everyday. It's a process. But that's the goal. That is the long-term thing that God is doing in each one of our hearts and in each one of our lives. Um, I also love, uh, back to the song, lies that were meant to defame will be crushed by the truth that you speak. And so my prayer this morning is just that some truth, once again, could go out over each one of our hearts this morning and some more lies could be crushed. Um, I believe a, a lie that I believed for a long time was that I was doing fairly good. You know, it, it's, it's kind of humbling to say, man, I'm really needy. I got a lot of issues. That's not really fun. And so I believe it's maybe part of our human nature just to, hey, how's everyone doing? I'm fine. I'm good. Everything's great. And it's hard for us at times to really, really get honest. I've experienced that, and I love it. But it can be a little sticky. It can be a little painful. And I know for me, many times my heart was, well, if I can just keep this thing floating good enough, at least people will think I got my act together. Or if I can just keep it from getting too crazy, you know, then people won't notice maybe the real issue. And I was, I was pondering... Um, Again, listening to the Kron's testimony last week, maybe my situation didn't get quite as desperate as theirs, but yet God is wanting to redeem and he's wanting to transform things in each one of our lives. But our place is for us to be honest with where we are. Um, we know the devil, he wants to come and take an advantage of any ground we give him. He wants to come and uh, put a stronghold in our life anywhere he can. Um, and so I know for me, there was things in my life that I wasn't walking in freedom, the freedom that was rightfully mine as a child of the king. But today I'm excited that we have the opportunity to know the truth and let that truth continue to set us free. So uh, let's look for a opening text in Luke. And as we turn there, Luke chapter four, how many people here uh, have been in a situation where all of a sudden you found yourself, you didn't plan on it, but you found a bunch of people staring at you. And you're like, oh, was it something I said? Does that happen to anybody? Um, not really fun. I mean, especially if you can't figure it out. You're, you know, <laughs> is this my worst nightmare? Did I, you know, I think I have my shirt on, whatever. Uh, why is everyone staring at me? And this story in Luke, it just kind of hit me a little bit how, and basically, Jesus was just doing something that he did, sounded like it was fairly regularly. And if you look at the culture of the day, it was very common for teachers, for rabbis, whoever, people of influence, to stand up in the synagogue on the Sabbath day and read from a scroll. And uh, so Jesus was doing that, and all of a sudden, they staring at him. And yeah, anyway, kind of neat story. So let's read. We'll start in um, verse 16 of Luke 4. 
And he, Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. Normal thing. This was a normal common practice that he did often on the Sabbath days. He was here in his hometown, in his hometown synagogue, on a Sabbath. And oh, hey, they handed him the Isaiah, and he, he rolls, unrolls it. I've never tried to read a, squir- a scroll, but it sounds difficult. But anyway, he found the spot, and he read, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. So Jesus actually, he sat down. It's like, okay, done. And he sits down and all of a sudden, the eyes of all that were in the synagogue were fixed on him. I don't know who we want to fix our eyes on this morning, but, you know, Michael, you're sitting over here and you're too scared. So imagine if we just all would fix our eyes on Michael. You know, he might turn red. He might wonder what's up. But here Jesus is sitting and everyone's eyes are fixed on him. They're staring at him. And it must have been a little uncomfortable. It must have been a little awkward. This wasn't normal. The reading was normal, but them staring at him wasn't normal. That was the part that was abnormal. And, and he began to say to them, so this is today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did in Capernaum do here in your hometown as well. And he said, truly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but unto Zarephath in the land of Zidon. To a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha. And none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, all the synagogue were filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him to the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built. So that they could, but passing through their midst, he went away. So things escalated quite quickly. He went from reading in the book of Isaiah to sitting down to having people stare at him to trying to explain things a little more clearly, letting them know that this prophecy is fulfilled in your hearing today. And he said a few more things, and before he realized, man, they're ready to throw him over a cliff. Um, Definitely uh, things escalated quickly. The verse 18 through 19 is definitely where we'll spend a bit of focus time. 
Um, there's been times when this portion of Scripture blessed me as a believer, and knowing that the Spirit of the Lord is, can be taken in that way because He is anointing us to go and tell the gospel and to share share the good news that ca- ca- captives can be set free and recovery of sight to the blind and all of these things, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And that's a beautiful thing. But this, this morning we'd like to focus a little bit more on these words to our own hearts and into our own lives of what Jesus did come to do. And I know this morning we're here as a group of mostly believers. Um, I'm sure there's some who, maybe younger children who are still going to come to that place of deciding to follow Jesus. But we're here as a group of believers. But many times, um, we as believers, we don't walk into all that God has for us. We don't walk into all that freedom and into all that liberty and into that new sight that he wants to give us as Christians. And my prayer this morning is just that truth could go out once again and God's word to our heart could once again set us free from some of those things that hinder us. Some of those things that in our own life where we say, yeah, you know what, I don't have a complete deliverance in my life in this area or in that area. Now, it was interesting to me to see that Jesus told the story of the widow and Naaman the leper. And I guess the biggest point that I wanted to bring from that is just, you know, Elijah and Elijah were mighty men of God, and they did a lot of things when in those stories and in, in, in their time in history. But they didn't. Elisha didn't heal every leper that was in Israel, and Elijah didn't help every widow that was in Israel. But they were sent by God to these two individuals, and healing, cleansing, deliverance came. And I do believe there is a principle that we see here and we also see in other places in God's word. And that is according to our faith. And I know many times in my life, I felt like I was living a pretty good life. Um, A couple years ago, let me go back, three years ago, I remember, uh, I think it was DK throwing out about if we wanted to go to a marriage conference. And I was a little like, "We're, we're good, like we don't fight. Or not. Why would we need to go to a marriage conference? That was my first kind of attitude. And I think it's very common for us to be comfortable with our life, comfortable where we're at. And even if there's some kind of ugly things in our life, we kind of try to just roll with it and say, well, you know, God's doing some good things. Eventually, I'll get over these things. And maybe one day I can see freedom. Maybe one day I'll be the husband that I want to be or the dad that I want to be. Maybe one day... I can, you know, get free from this anger. It is kind of an issue that's been with me. Or maybe one day I I won't always be triggered when someone tries to speak into my life. There are many bondages and hindrances. And for me, that was kind of my attitude. We'll just keep working at it a little bit, maybe one day. And yes, God God is at work, and it's not a one-day thing at times. But the realization for me of realizing that I was content. And I was satisfied where I was at. And I remember even praying, God, give me more of a hunger for you. Give me more of a desire for you. But I didn't, don't think I really knew what I was even asking when I would pray that kind of a prayer. Because I was so used to the reality of how I was living. 
And the Bible says not to compare ourselves, but as humans, we kind of like to compare ourselves. I think that's why that verse is in the Bible. So it's easy to look and say, well, you know, I don't have as big of an issue as this person. Or, you know, you look at someone at a store or your neighbor and you're like, oh, my word. <laughs> you know, I, got, I have one neighbor that pretty well, they, within 100 words, they always have to say something about how good they are. Something about how um, they're not like other people. And you kind of worry, you know, it's like, okay, what, what's that about? Because you know they have issues and needs as well. But they often, you know, talk about people, you know, well, not, I would never do that. And they kind of pull themselves into their own little, you know, kind of better than thou. And I guess we can kind of do that at times. But Jesus came to proclaim good news to the poor. He came to set... Ca- Proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of the sight to the blind, and to proclaim and to set at liberty those that are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And we are living in that as as believers here today. There is so much that Jesus came for. And the Holy Spirit, now that Jesus has gone back to the Father, has come to also proclaim this complete and whole deliverance that Jesus purchased for us when he died on the cross. And so my heart's cry this morning is that God would continue to stir us and that we wouldn't be satisfied. I'm excited for what God's doing in each one of our hearts, in each one of our lives. But may God continue to stir us. Maybe it was something that you heard in the testimonies last week that you said, yeah, you know what? That's kind of a thing in life too. But that we could get beyond what we like to gloss over. And that we could get to the real problems, the real, um, maybe even it's a sin issue, a besetting sin in our life, um, and find that freedom that Jesus came for. That's why he came. He came to proclaim liberty. He came to bring freedom into our lives. And there's a whole lot more available for each one of us. I'm excited to see the freedom and what God is doing in our hearts and our lives. So there is no condemnation in this this morning but rather lifting our eyes up and asking God, asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what else do you want to bring freedom to me and in my life, in my home, in my family, as a worker, as a business owner, as a dad, as a mom, as a child, whatever it is, what is the area that you want to bring a complete and a full deliverance in my heart and life? He will reveal it. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, don't don't worry. It's not going to be ten things. At least I don't do very good remembering ten things. You know, if I go, if I go into a store, as an honest confession, if I tell Kate, hey, you want me to pick thing up? I'm driving through Statesville. She's like, yeah, here. She texts me two things, and like ten minutes later, then I get three more. And I'm like, you know what? Can you send me a text with all of that? Because I know I'm going to miss one of those texts, or I'm going to get tangled up in just one list. So I can go down through there. Yeah. Okay, I got everything. Otherwise, I'm going to just, you know, I do well with one thing or, you know, one thing at a time. Not, I don't know. I just get, so I do best like that. Hopefully, normally I get everything on the list if it's all in one list. But if I can pull in from four different texts or lists, then it, I don't know, I get tangled up. But God is, God is gracious with us. And just like that, he, he's not going to do, you know, he might see the ten things that he wants to do in our heart and life. But he just, the Holy Spirit brings us one thing at a time and says, you know what, he puts his finger on that area in our life. And our part is to be honest. Yep, you know what, that is a need. That is what God wants to do. 
That is the response that is not honoring to God. And you know what? That response, man, that's so ugly. Why do I respond that way? And then he can work and he can come and transform us and bring a complete deliverance in that area in our life. Um, so don't, don't, don't sit here and stress out and think, oh, what, what is it? What is, what is the, the next thing God is doing? Something pops right in your mind. Um, but I know that he's faithful. He will bring those things one at a time. So our part is, I believe, is important is for us to, for faith to well up in our heart and in our life. Because I know for me, yeah, I knew there was something in my life, but yet it was like, well, this is how I've always been. I mean, you want to kind of embrace it as your own. You want to say, well, this is part of who I am. I don't know if this even needs to go. Maybe this is just, you know, who I am. Um, we all have our different personalities and our different mannerisms and our different makeup. And so we said, well, this is, this is just me. But if the Holy Spirit says, uh, you know what, I want to change that about you, are you sure, Lord? How could you? I mean, but that's how I am. That's why. That's the way I'm wired, maybe. Um, but if he puts his finger on our life, our part is to be humble and say, yes, God. But also to say, Lord, yes, I believe that you are able to work that deliverance in my life. I step out in faith and believe that you are going to do that work. Um, I won't really get into many of the verses, but there's a lot of different verses that talk about um, according to your faith, as Jesus was um, on earth and going around many different places, um, he talked about according to your faith. There is one that I might might touch on. We'll have to see here. Um, I love I love the verses there in Matthew where it talks about uh, the angel came to Joseph. As uh, he was trying to figure out what he was going to do with Mary. Oh, man, this is going to ruin his reputation. She's all of a sudden with child, and this is just a bad situation. And the angel comes to him and told him, Joseph, do, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So Emmanuel, God with us. And we, again, live in this new covenant air, in this New Testament air, where God can be with us, inside of us. And he's come to save us from our sins, from our hang-ups, from bondage. He came to bring a full deliverance in our hearts and in our lives. And I'm excited about God did last year in my life, but I'm even more excited about what God's going to do this next year in my life because he's good. He who began a good work, he's going to complete it. He is fulfilling um, his plans in our hearts as we surrender ourselves and say, yes, God, I have a need and I believe my faith. Yes, it might be weak, but I believe that you're able to bring a full and complete deliverance and you're able to set me free from whatever this might be. In 1 John 5, it says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commands. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. That has overcome the world, our faith.
And I'm excited for all of the things and all the ways that we in this church body have overcome the world. You know, each of us can see as we look in the review mirror of our life. Wow. Look about there. Ten years ago. Five years ago. Three years ago. Look at what God has done. I have overcome. I've, I love what talks about leaping over a wall. I think there's things in my life where for a long time it felt like there was an obstacle. And then as God came and worked and brought deliverance, it's like I could just jump over a wall that, yeah, I only can't jump over walls. Um, unlike Ben, maybe. But anyway, um, we all see deliverance and where, wow, God set us free from a bondage in our life. But what is God wanting to zero in on in each of our life this year, this month, and what freedom is in our lives? I'm excited to walk and to with you all and continue to see what God is doing in my own heart. And my prayer is that I would continue to say yes to God and believe in faith. Not have a limited faith and say, well, I've always been this way. Um, I remember hearing a preacher say, you know, a blind man who came to Jesus, Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. He, if his faith was a little, then that's what he would have received. And I do believe there's that principle according to our faith. You know, if, if today I was blind and I had faith that I could see men as trees walking, then that's probably what I would receive. Though sometimes God does give us more than what we could think too, right? But what is your faith? Do you believe that a besetting sin in your life can actually be taken away? Do you believe that that dark thought, that maybe it's a suicidal thought, maybe it's depression that at times comes and pulls you down. Do you believe that that can be gone from your life? Do you believe that um, the freedom, deliverance that Jesus has for somebody else can actually be yours? It's easy to look at it and say, wow, that's awesome life. But then it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, but like I'm who I am and I'm sure I could never get that level of freedom. And we so often hinder what the Holy Spirit wants to do and that deliverance that the Holy Spirit wants to bring in each one of our lives. Um, Josiah, maybe now you could put that picture up if it, if it works. Um, this morning I went on a prayer walk and I came home and I found and I saw this. And so I took a picture of it. Um, and I thought it would uh, at least be an illustration if nothing else. I... Um, I'm not a cat lover, and that's a, well, I've often called that cat stupid. It's just a stupid stray cat. That's often what I've called it. But that cat was stuck in the chain link fence. And when you see something stuck, there's something in at least my nature, even as a not a cat lover, I had to rescue that crazy cat. Um, especially when you have three little girls looking out the window is it still alive? Is it okay, Dad? Are going to be able to help it? And me and Ben, we tried several things to rescue this cat. And it, it didn't know that we were trying to help it. So we'd come close and uh, it tried to get us. It, and then it would sit there and I'm like, I'm okay. You know, just, just let me alone. Um, but I just felt like this could be a picture for us. We, each one of us, there are areas in our life where maybe we're in And... Jesus wants to set us free. Jesus, that we could have life, that we could have it more abundantly. And 
unlike my heart for cats, God's heart is actually for you, and he loves you, and he wants to see you walk in all the freedom and all the fullness that he has for you, more than you could ever imagine. We were able to set the cat free, but I kind of had to, uh, you know, I had to take a a step that I didn't want to take, and that was cut one of the little parts of the fence. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I was trying to pull it. I'm like, we don't have any choice. This poor cat. So we set it free. Anyway, but my, my heart's cry to each one of us this morning is, what is that area in your life that Jesus wants to bring a full and complete deliverance? Um, be it according to your faith. And maybe, you're, maybe this morning you're saying, I don't know. Um, my faith is weak. I don't believe God can, can do what I saw him do in the Kron's life. I don't believe God can do what somebody else's story. But he's a good, good father, and he wants to do wonderful things in each one of our lives. And so there's no bondage. There's no sin. There is no hindrance that keeps us back that is outside of the grace of God and the power that can come in and transform us and change us. Yeah, it might be a process. Yes, it might. it's going to be us having to give up and surrender. Um, the cat, the thing that helped us get the cat out of the fence, most of all, was he, that cat wrestled and just rubbed off the fur onto the fence. And finally just, well, guess what? When it gave up, all of a sudden we could help it. When it was fighting, I mean, I wasn't going to get my finger bitten by it. I don't know what this cat, <clears throat> who knows? I said it maybe has rabies, hopefully not. But anyway, um, but when the cat gave up, we could come and rescue. And I believe that we, it's when we stop fighting and when we stop trying to deal with those issues in our lives and say, I got this, I, you know, that cat was just pretty crazy, which, you know, a lot of cats are in my book. But anyway twist his head this way and then he'd turn upside down this way it's like it's like looking at me it's like i got this well you don't i don't know how the cat got in there but it was not getting out because if you looked at the i don't know maybe it's the heads even i don't know it wasn't there yesterday and it was there this morning but anyway um the lesson from that is just when we give up when we say you know what i can't do this then god can step in and do what only he can do in our hearts and lives but as long as we're fighting as long as we're trying as long as we're striving it's pretty hard for, for God to do what he only can do. Um, the verse that I, about the blind man um, from Matthew 9 says, When he entered the house, the blind men came to him. Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord, we believe. So do you believe that that area in your life, can you can find a victory? Um, it's according to our faith, and it's according to our surrender and allowing Jesus to bring that full and complete deliverance into our hearts and lives. We as humans, we love to be self-reliant. We love to be self and we like to have our ducks in a row. And so it does take humility. But I just want to encourage each one of us to be real and to be honest as a church with each other and just say, you know what? Maybe it was through these last, whatever, two months with the whole uh, lockdown that you said, you know what? Like, I've never been depressed like that in my life. Okay. Jesus wants to bring healing. Maybe it was that you thought you were a stronger person of faith than you were. 
Um, maybe it was summer issues. You know, I know um, most of us, our lives maybe didn't change as much as some people. But I know this, that, that um, there's been people who were suicidal. There were people who, you know, got locked in jail because of what they did to their children because their kids drove them crazy. Maybe, whatever it is, sometimes when there's upheaval in our lives, it brings something to the forefront that maybe was kind of hiding. And so I just want to encourage us, whatever issue maybe came to the forefront through us being out of some of our normal routine, allow God to deal with that issue. I, I have a need in this area. He wants to bring a complete and a full deliverance in each one of our lives. Uh, there is a song that I grew up singing. And in, in wrapping things up, I, I would like to um, share that song with you guys. I think it's very familiar to you, but uh, I'll, just, I'll just read the words. Depending where you look, it has two different titles, but you know the words. Oh, spread the tidings round wherever man is found, wherever human hearts and human woes abound. Let every Christian tongue proclaim the joyful sound. The Comforter has come. That's for us. We live in the new covenant. The Holy Spirit has been given. Second verse, the long, long night is past. The morning breaks at last. And hush the dreadful wail and fury of the blast. As o'er the golden hills the day advances fast, the comforter has come. Lo, the great king of kings, with healing in his wings, to every captive soul a full deliverance brings. And through the vacant cells the song of rings. The Comforter has come. O boundless love, this tongue of mine, to wandering mortals tell the matchless grace divine, that I, a child of hell, should, it, should in his image shine. The Comforter has come. My prayer for each one of us is that we would walk in that reality and that we would live in the new covenant and allow the Holy Spirit to do what he can do in our hearts and lives. Point out, speak truth to the issues in our life that we can have that full deliverance. He wants to bring a full deliverance in each one of our lives or a complete deliverance. I'm excited for chains that I have heard fall. I'm excited for the, the vacant cells that I have heard ring with a triumph song. But I believe that God is still wanting to do more. And so I just want to encourage our hearts this morning. Look up. Ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in my heart and life? And then by faith, come to him in honesty. And he's going to do that work. And my prayer for us this morning is that it cells in our midst. And that there would be more captives set free. And that more full deliverance would continue to break forth in each of our hearts and in each of our lives.